Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Today, I wanna, I wanna do an update. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Stephen Curley. Um, my, uh, my life passion is about solving problems, adding value, solving problems. Everything that I do, everything I've ever done, sort of leads me to that path. And I'm the author, the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha. I put the website up there um, for as a difference for you guys. Some of you in the room know that we launched our Have Humble Alpha Veteran Empowerment NFT a week ago. And we had a great sellout on the first weekend um, from the pre, pre-sale. pre It was a private sale. We did a great sellout. Now we're readjusting the tech. We had some tech issues. We're readjusting the tech and we're launching the second 50% of the pre-sale uh, on Friday. Uh, it'll make it uh, easier for you to purchase the NFT, believe me, because we had some issues. But it's exciting. We're also moving over to Ethereum. So um, it'll be easier to purchase. You'll have Ethereum, a known um, um, token as well. So our partner, Ecta, great partner. They helped us out. They're moving on to uh, bigger and better things. They have 35 projects lined up, and we're taking over 
um, are in, in, in owning the entire project. So it's it's something very exciting for us. We get to expand. Uh, we brought on, actually brought on a, a virtual assistant from this room, uh, Rebecca. Um, and that's, that's another testament to Clubhouse. So today I have a treat. So as you all may know, um, I, uh, I've separated from my wife or she separated from me about five months ago. And I have two kids, six and seven years old, Maximilian and Changa. We call her Sissy. And uh, my challenge with um, the children are having them three days, sometimes four days a week. It really um, is a challenge for me not to feel guilty that I'm not in their life every day. Yes, we do FaceTime and things like that. So I was I was in um, Instagram one time and I came across this video of a guy named Dale Vincent Hancock. And he's a uh, confidence coach for kids. And I was like, huh. So I watched some of his videos, which by the way are hilarious. I mean, I, I, I love this guy, he's so funny. And he does it with such a passion and such a certainty that I had to reach out to him. So if you know anything about the Humble Alpha, if you know anything about me, you know that we focus on certainty because certainty allows you to let go of the how you're going to do anything because you're certain it's going to happen, right? And of course, you focus on the intention because that's all you can control. You can't control the outcome. And so I, I called Dale and wrote him, then we spoke. Turns out we get along like brothers. I mean, seriously, from the first, from, from, from the get-go. And um, I, I ended up getting some good advice from Dale. And so today, I'm going to ask for some more advice. So we're going to start with me, after I introduce Dale, uh, with me asking questions of Dale about how I can deal with my kids and, you know, things like that. Is Dale here still? Did he leave? You there, brother? Dale oh, is here. You're back. You're back. All right, cool. I saw. I had, to, I had to PTR, as they call it. So let me introduce Dale real quick. <clears throat> so Dale um, helps educators and teachers leave the confinements of the classroom and create their own coaching consultancy for children. Who better to be a coach for a child than a teacher, right? He's the kid, kids known as the kid coach. He and his team helps coach educators and teachers to become an in-demand world-class life coach for young people to make a high impact in young lives and high income in their career. How cool is that? And he's dedicated to creating a completely bespoke program, coaching upper school students to mentor lower school students and primary students' personal development skills, encouraging and upskilling students to mentor younger students' mindset growth. Uh, and he's helped me immensely. He's such a great guy. Dale, how you doing, brother? Oh, my word. Can you follow me around the streets and just introduce me to people? <laughs> this is powerful. Dude, I love you, brother, so much. Do you know what? Being part of Clubhouse has been absolutely life-changing. And to have a little green bean next to my name in none other than the breakfast with Champions Club is absolutely phenomenal. It's an honour and a privilege. And to be next to you, bro, a friend, and in between with you and Ify, wow, I am blown away, brother. And I love you so much, man. Thank you, brother, so, so much. So speaking of love... Um. As you know, um, parents love their children, and sometimes that love can be, let's say, smothering or and actually a barrier. So right now, as you know, um, you know, with my kids, I have them three or four days a week, and Max, my son, is sort of withdrawn, and I see that he's not happy about something, but he won't talk about it. My daughter talks about everything, and she's happy because she just gets it off her chest and she moves on. My son takes it on the inside, and um, my separated wife and I were trying to work through this and he's just, you know, being withdrawn. He cries at the drop, drop of a hat, won't tell us why. And um, I'm worried, man. Like I, you know, I'm giving him the love and support. Um, you know, I spent a day with him alone and all this kind of stuff and he's happy, but he's not the, the happy-go-lucky boy that he used to be. Of course, the separation is probably not helping, but maybe you got some advice for me. Brother, first of all, it takes a powerful person of any gender to be as vulnerable as you are. And you are an absolute leader in that department. So what I would like to do, if it's at all possible, is just share kind of like a bit of a, a fable, a bit of a story. Yes. And it goes something like this. So what I'd like to do is everyone listen to, the, to this room right now. If you can just calm yourself down, take a deep breath and breathe out. And if you wish to close your eyes, please feel free to do so. But what I'd like you to do is just imagine, imagine you woke up one day 
in a land populated mostly by giants. At first, you would have no doubt be terrified with the deafening roars and the loud noises and the uncomfortable sinking feeling um, that, that these people could completely destroy you at any moment. And after a time, you come to realise that many of these giants were actually quite friendly. And, and two of them, two of these giants in particular, took a special interest in you. And they were mostly interested in your safety and your well-being. And then imagine one day for no reason whatsoever, one of those giants just completely loud yelled at you for no reason, threatened you. How would that make you feel? Would you feel safe with these giants again? But you've come to a conclusion now that you have to live by some certain laws. There must be some laws, some rules of this land that you have to learn to abide by these powerful giants, these giants that gave you shelter, food, clothes. And one day, one day, you broke one of these rules. You may have cried, you may have smashed something, you may have shouted, you may have screamed, you may have pushed another person over, you may have ran across a busy, busy road where lots of giant vehicles are. And then those giants again shouted and yelled at you. So what you learned in that moment was not to react, not to speak out, because these godlike booming voices that you hear are aiming all of their terror at you. But guess what? Because you're still learning and you don't quite know the rules of the land, you did it again. And then one day, one of those giants just left. Just left. And you're left with one. So you learned to get along with it. You didn't cry. You didn't fight. And you thought, I did that one thing that made that big giant leave. So what do you do? You blame yourself. And this blame weighs heavy on the mind. It brings you down. It tears you up. Until you just get used to it. You fit in. You think you're a horrible person for doing that. These kind giants invited you into their space and you tore it down. And the list grows longer and longer. And then one day you eventually realize that there's no giants left. And one day you wake up and there's a, there's a tiny little creature staring up at you. And she is awakened into this land of giants. And because you love her so much, you begin to teach her everything. The good, the bad and the ugly of what you've learned of how to survive on this land of giants. And the cycle continues. So that is the land of the giants, Stephen. And the reason why I say that for is because, unfortunately, depending on the age of a child, they blame themselves. Not all the time, but sometimes they blame themselves. And as we all know, as I've heard in this room time and time again, guilt is such a wasteful emotion. Such a wasteful emotion. So what can we do? What can we do as a parent? And I don't like the word single parent, guys and girls listen to this. I don't like the word single. The reason why I don't like the word single, because if you were to type it into Google, it comes up with things like alone or unadorned. And unadorned means plain. There's nothing plain about a single parent. There's nothing alone about a single parent. A single parent is an empowered, wonderful, amazing human being that's injecting all their love, light, honour, privilege and responsibility into this one little bundle of flesh that they've created so what i've done for people right now and we're going to go through the list gently is that as stephen's kindly mentioned my instagram i thought i'd do a little bit of prep to make it specific to this topic today so if you hop onto my instagram and go onto my stories you'll see a list of six little things that i would like you to kind of raise awareness of so the first one and by the way, Stephen, feel free to jump in at any time, bro. Just, just go for it. Me. Go just for it. You got me. You got me in tears here, brother. Keep talking. Rugby tackle me. I'm, I will allow it. <laughs> so number one is hook up. What does that mean? Hook up, which means you are the parent. You are the caregiver, the provider, the role model. And I love 
how we were talking earlier. TM was talking earlier about spring cleaning because sometimes we've got to spring clean our, our dirty emotions inside of our mind or our emotions that kind of trip us up or our go-to emotions that could be more of a reaction as opposed to response. So raise your EQ, raise your emotional intelligence. So do this powerfully and we can do we can hook up by understanding if there's if, if your child if your child is upset if your child is upset because of something it's okay to show you your emotion in regard to that absolutely okay i had a, I had a client come to me uh, yesterday called me up he lives about three hours away from me he said dale my daughter's been absolutely just being bullied and i don't know what to do um i don't know what to do he's raised he's, he's powerfully raising this this girl by himself i don't know what to do I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. I said, what, what do you want to do? I said, I don't want to go in and I want to absolutely destroy these parents that allow their children to call my daughter fat and she looks ugly in, in tight clothes and she's got an ugly fat face. That's what I want to do. And I said, are you kidding? You, you laugh, bro. You, you laugh about it. And he looked at me as if I had lobsters crawling out my ears and he definitely wanted to punch me but I said listen hear me out now if you react with an emotional intent whether it be aggression frustration or anger guess what on an unconscious level that confirms in your daughter that what these children are saying are correct but if you laugh about it if you laugh and and think that's <laughs> silly isn't it it will completely disrupt what's called the internal representation of what these words have built up in your child's head. So when I say hook up, I mean offer your brain choice of emotion. Don't react, respond, hook up emotionally. And we can do this all together as a family. We can do this by with, with, uh, with just, just you and said child, or we can do this as, as a unit because it's very important to have consistency from a separate housing environment. Emotional regulation games. And you can just type these on Google. If anybody wants to type in the Skittles game on Google, it's an absolutely fab game where you associate a different feeling with a color Skittle. And when you pick out that color Skittle, you just share a memory around that emotion. For example, it could be anger. I was angry because some dog walk, walker allowed their dog to poo and didn't pick it up and that made me angry. And then you can explore that and you can understand that. And then you can offer choice of how to react or respond. And remember, if your child is being aggressive or sad or guilty towards you, it's not personal. It's not personal. I'm working with somebody as well now who's, whose daughter is absolutely going to town on him. She dotes on the mother and despises him when she goes around to see him. And he is broken inside. I said, Colin, we can't take this personally, bro. And guess what? If your daughter is doing that, how safe must she feel to express that emotion to you? Would she express this method, this emotion to a teacher? No, she wouldn't. Would she do it to her friends? Absolutely not. Would she do it to any of the family members? No. Who is she doing it to, bro? <coughs> well, she's doing it to me. Yeah, because she feels safe with you. That's an honour and a privilege. So allow that. Do not take it personally. At this time, you're not there to be their friend. I know you want to, and it's, it's hard for me to say that. You're not there to be a friend. You're there to be a role model, a parent, and a coach. And at some stages, when they get past the teen years, a mentor. What I would strongly recommend, which has helped my clients in the past, is create not family values, because obviously there seems to be a disruption in the family, is a bond values. You will always have a bond between your children and the ex-partner. You will always have a bond. And it's really important to create a values list and it's very important that every single member of the family has their say and i'm sure we all know how to establish our values one key question is what is the most important thing in the context of your life right now and they can list them all out and then we highlight the best values with their own color and we put it on a board and we put it on a piece of paper we print it out with one of those spare printers that we've got available in the room apparently and we put it on our wall and we see that and we do double copies so they're all over the houses 
So we've got that confirmation that we are living by these values and we've got to tackle them each day at a time. The fourth step is increase physical connection. Increase physical connection. I, I heard in this room, I think it was last week or the week before, about how babies, orphan babies, were dying for no particular reasons because they didn't have physical contact. So let's increase physical connection, even if they don't want to. And it doesn't have to be a cuddle. I mean, I would prefer a cuddle, obviously. Could be a cuddle, could be snuggle time, could be a fist bump, could be a high five, could be helping them climb a tree. They could be, they get to a certain point climbing a tree and you say, help me up, give me your hand. And they pull you up. Sharing strength. Sharing strength through this time. But also what's important is why you save space for you. Find your power. What do I mean by that? I mean, find a hobby. Establish your own business, perhaps. Create a passion. Discover your purpose. Why is this important? Because it unconsciously tells the children that you are not reliant on somebody else to make you happy. You're not reliant on claiming that external validation. You find your happiness throughout your life in abundance. And anyone else that comes into your life, ex-partner, new partner, is just an extension of that happiness. Such a key lesson these days, what with social media growing at an alarming rate, by the way, there's nothing wrong with social media. It's how we utilize it. It's how we use it. It's, it's do we use it for escapism? Do we use it for comparison? Or do we use it to create? Do we use it to empower? Do we use it to inspire? Very much like this room. In fact, exactly like this room today. So when you do that, you can help a child grow self-belief, self-fulfillment. Because I strongly believe the most important lesson any parent and teacher can teach a child is self-belief. Because when they believe in themselves, nothing will get in their way. No one will bring them down. And it's super, super important to have self-time and special time. Self-time for yourself. Going to the gym, going to the walk, going for a walk, setting little fitness goals or business goals. Stephen, pretty much like you, my friend, you're an absolute advocate for this. I mean, it, just listen to the NFTs that you, you're talking about. Powerful. I know you go to the gym. You showed me your bicep this morning and it blew my mind. <laughs> and now you're 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 definitely a role model for me brother definitely wrong me but also to have that special time with your children and have them articulate what they wish to do but also you can have a plan make it fun get some different colored envelopes put in different activities do you want to go here here you've got to pick an envelope and they have a look at them oh i don't know i'll pick this envelope wonderful what's inside oh we're going to climb a tree we're we going to go for a walk we're we going to go to a theme park we're we going to go here we're we going to go there what about the other two dad no 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 that's for next time. You have to guess till next time. And it builds that anticipation. And in regard to relationship with the, the, pre, the partner, must ensure that consistency, I don't like the word discipline, but consistency on behavior is key and paramount. We do not put children in the middle. We do not use them as a weapon. That's very insecure and narcissistic. We help them thrive together. And at the time, when you go through a split, it is one of the worst moments of your life. It's one of the most challenging moments of your life. And it's especially difficult for the children that's around too. But this is such a chance, an opportunity to help your child learn the value of compassion, learn the value of the value of themselves, the value of internal validation, the value of being emotionally stable with each other, and the value of respect. And also, because they may be in different households, this is fab, because it gives the child more choices. When I'm working with children, I bring them to my facility, and I have a whole list of what of, of, of choice of what they want to do if they come in and say hey it's a little bit like netflix really hey what do you want to show what we're we going to do we're going to do some gymnastics today yeah that's really really cool ah 
But look at this list. You've got a choice now, buddy. We've got gymnastics, parkour, football, basketball, rugby, martial arts. Bo hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Boxing, kickboxing, climbing, swinging off a giant rope, going for a run, doing marathon stuff, understanding how to use social media, researching things on YouTube. I give them a choice. And that's exactly one key flag from different households. There's an opportunity of growth. Now, it is an absolutely challenging, trying time when you are raising a child yourself. But this is such a powerful adventure. It's your right, it's your privilege, and it's your honour. Remember, those lists again, if people haven't managed to check out the Instagram just yet, by the way, they're all on there, nice and easy. I've just literally copied and pasted it. Hook up number one. Number two, recognise it's not personal. Number three, create bond values and frame it. Number four, increase physical connection. Number five, find your power. And number six, have special self time and special children time with consistency and honour the other person, no matter what they are doing. Stephen, I just want to take this moment in time just to say how much I appreciate you, brother. I think you're absolutely incredible. I'm so blown away that you reached out to me first. And wow, people that have just joined this room, if you haven't heard of this Breakfast with Champions room just yet, and you're not following the club, you are severely, oh my gosh, severely missing out. This is one of the first clubs, if not the first club, that when I clicked on that on the greenhouse at the top of the room and followed, because it's just full of energy, it's full of power, it's full of nurture, it's full of care. And frankly, it's just full of love. These people in this room, everybody in the audience, they're not getting paid for this. They're here of their own love and free time. So check out every single person here with a green bean. Check out what they're doing in the background. Share the room and be as vulnerable and powerful and become your own humble alpha as much as you can. Stephen, back to you, my brother. Look at that. Even using the branding. Guys, round of applause for Dale, man. My goodness. That was that was quite a share. Thank you so much, brother. Um, you know, I mean, I, you you had me in tears in the beginning there telling that story. Jesus, you know, I you know, that guilt just piled up on me. And and I know that you said, you know, guilt is a useless um emotion, and I know that as well. Uh, but it doesn't stop it when you see your 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 kids hurting and you try to give them physical attention or you try to hold them or, and, and they just, you know, they shut down, you know, and it's just, it's a constant, um, it's almost like living a double life, you know, for me, you know, cause I have, you know, when they're away, I miss them and I work hard. And then when they're here, I try to be with them as much as possible, uh, without sort of spoiling them. Um, this weekend I went a little nuts, I guess I could say went like four different places in two days and, toy stores and all kinds of stuff. Um, but of course they went home and that caused trouble with the mother because she didn't do that. So, you know, it's like, it's this balance, this constant balancing act, integration and all this other stuff. So it's a, it's a super challenge. And I have to say, if there's anything in my life right now that's really troubling me, it's that. And so I, you know, I do value your, your, your advice. Yet I'd like to have a tangible example and I'm going to push you on this is how do I get my son to open up to me? Like, how do I get him to talk to me? That's a strong question, my friend, and very powerful indeed. I strongly believe that it cannot be forced. Yeah. What is, can I ask you a question, Stephen? What, 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 what hobbies or interests is your son got right now? He, uh, he plays a little bit of soccer. He's mm. a, he plays chess. Wow. Yeah. Nice. How, how, how old is your son? Seven. Seven. Okay, cool. So it could be a bit of an, a, a language thing just here as well, Stephen. The trick is with children aged 
age seven, as we, as some of us may know here, they are, they are just flirting on the cusp of coming out of the imprint phase. What is the imprint phase? Well, the imprint phase was diagnosed by a chap called Dr. Bruce Lipton. Give me a mic flash if anybody's ever heard of yep. Dr. Bruce Lipton. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, big whoop. legend. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, he diagnosed the imprint phase, which is from naught to seven, roughly there or thereabouts. Some, some children take a while to come out of it, so it could be eight or so. And the brain is operating in what's called theta brainwaves. So therefore, their brain, the brain is a lot more longer and larger. In fact, children, babies, in fact, can identify if there was a line of, of monkeys' faces, 10 monkeys, and they were staring. As adults, if we were to look at those faces and there were names underneath, and we removed the names, we turned around, switched the face around, we would not be able to recognize this chimp's face. A baby can recognize the chimp's face it's absolutely phenomenal why because children need to have this skill to survive it's called absorption it's called understanding themselves understanding their environment understanding what their cultural architects the rules as you've heard from the beginning of this segment the rules of the land the rules from our cultural architects now as they're absorbing absolutely everything in their life it could be anything so for example my 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 mom i could have been in a supermarket and my when i was five years old and my i'm and i was i got excited with the colors and the wide aisles and my mom's and i was running around and being silly mom said Dale, stop it you're embarrassing me my, my, as we know my, my, i'm not hearing that i'm embarrassing mom i'm hearing just i'm an embarrassment i'm an embarrassment i'm an embarrassment and because that's come from my cultural architect what do i do i try and confirm that i try and look out for that in my life and, and walk that embarrassment path and at the end of the journey i say mom please can i have a kit kat other oh, chocolate bars are available and she says no you don't deserve this kit kat what am i hearing i'm not hearing i don't deserve that kit kat i'm hearing i don't deserve i don't deserve i don't deserve so later on when i'm 12 years old or something like that i am being silly in class and i want to sit next to one of my friends and my teacher says no you don't deserve it so I am unconsciously behaving in the realm of being embarrassing and not deserving. And that's what I that's what I do in my life. The reason why I'm sharing this for is because there could have been a tiny, tiny thing, Stephen, in your son's life of whereby he may. And by the way, this could have been at school, might not have even been at home. It could have been with a peer. He could have he could have tried to open up with a with a friend or a teacher and it got squashed. He could have even wanted to put his hand up in, in class. And he said, no, no, no more questions. No, hand down, hand down, not interested, hands down. It could have been as simple as that. So your question, how on earth can we get our child to open up? We don't pressurize it. We don't pressurize it. We open up ourselves powerfully and we teach new words and new feelings by making it fun by playing around after every single interaction Stephen, with your son i would love it if you could share your experience and how that affected you emotionally okay and if you can gently try and introduce new words gently try and so if, if the word is i don't know um it could be playing playing chess let's say let's use your example Play, playing chess with our son and let's say that you you won the game say you, you could don't have to say oh i feel really happy that i won say that was a really fun game and i actually feel so blissfully happy that i'm playing it with you and i'm really really proud of the fact that you lost like a champion yes, because yes. only real only real <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. only oh, <laughs> only only real champions lose don't they everybody only real champions lose because they're comfortable with failure they're comfortable with mistakes i want your children everyone in this room i want your children to look like idiots i want them to look like fools i just released released a podcast on monday actually about this very topic i want them to look like idiots because i want them to numb down the fear of failure the fear of rejection the fear of judgment from other people. So let me go through those steps again, Stephen. First of all, we're all aware of Dr. Bruce Lipton's imprint phase. And that's the reason why or how it happened, let's say. And it's not your fault, even if you did, Stephen, say something like, I'm not interested, rah, which I can't imagine you did. But let's pretend if you did do that. Guess what? There's not a book out there 
called How to Raise My Son, My Son by Stephen, humble alpha legend. That book's not it doesn't exist. And yeah. even if you were to have another son, even if that book did exist, it would be useless and irrelevant, completely irrelevant. It needs to be bespoke to your son right now. Yeah. So even if anyone did have a mistake just here, I need you to remove that guilt. I need you to work with potentially professional if it's affecting you so much. There's something called timeline therapy, which is fabulous, by the way, for removing guilt. And what's it called? What's it called? Timeline therapy. Timeline therapy. Timeline therapy. Damn. <laughs> uh, so it's very, very useful. It's very, very cool. Very, very wonderful way to remove any emotions, just anger, sadness, hurt, fear, and guilt. So just to get back into alignment. We've got the Dr. Bruce Lipson face just there. I would love it, Stephen, if you could share your experiences more vulnerably. Hey, Sark, I went to the gym today. And um, what would you do? What would you do, boy, if I was on this machine? And you know Daddy trains a lot. And I was on the machine. I, 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 had, I wanted to do three, three sets. And I walked away to get a drink. And some guy, some guy came back. And he was using my machine. And I kindly went up to him and said, hey, excuse me, I've just got one more set on that. Would you mind if I go afterwards? And he rudely said, no. What would you do? What would you do, son? What, would you, what, would you, what, what advice can you give your, give your dad? What would you say? This, this is what I did. But what advice would you give for me? Oh, wow, that's really good. Cool. Oh, my God. And you've got to act as if he has won an Oscar. He has won <laughs> a Nobel Prize because that is positive reinforcement for him to open up. And it could just be, well, I would get really angry. Um, but I would probably tell one of the fitness staff in there. Oh, my God. That is such good advice. I love you so much. Give me a cuddle now. Woo, woo. Pick him up, throw him around the room. <laughs> Just, just absolutely go nuts with that. Absolutely go bananas. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty nuts. I'm pretty nutsy anyway when it comes to oh, that. Oh, we are. We know but that, but, <laughs> but uh, I'm, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I, you know, I, we got some reports from the school that, you know, he gets pushed around sometimes. Um, and so I went in there and I was like, look, this is bullshit. Yeah. No one touches my kid. And they're like, well, he sort of, you know, yells at people and makes them mad. And I was like, oh, there's another side of the story, obviously. Um, so there's that issue, too. So I, I, I'm, you know, I'm feeling he's frustrated and he's trying to let it out. So I think this will help when I ask for his advice. I, I really like that idea. Mm. Yeah. Def, def, yes, Stephen, sorry to interrupt, my friend. Yeah, definitely ask for his advice. If we can, um, really explore that. Walk alongside them. I'm teaching people at the moment now who have kind of like lost, lost track of their children. In particular, this is for teens. So if they're playing computer games, such as Fortnite or Minecraft or something, walk alongside your child. Go and sit next to them and just sit down and be super interested in the game they're playing. Because if you were to say anything otherwise, like, oh, this game's, oh, why are you playing this game for? It's awful. Why this, oh, why, get outside and play. What kids are doing is they don't understand this. They're seeking comfort in their environments. So what do they do? They identify with the game they're playing. For goodness sake, everybody in the room, they download and buy skins. If you don't know what a skin is, it's borderline NFT, by the way, but they download skins and they, 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 put that skin on their character so they associate themselves with that character what are they doing they're identifying with the game they're identifying with the character so that game comes part of their identity so you scorning that and you saying this is rubbish rah you're essentially saying they're rubbish so why on earth would they want to open up to you so you'd be interested in what they're interested in. no you won't understand it because you're not born in that time era of course you're not going to understand it but you can respect them and you can try and understand and you can even play along. I know somebody at the moment who's playing along. The only time they speak, it's a very, very successful man over here in England, multimillionaire. The only time he spends time with his son, which is quite, quite saddening, but it's OK, is when he's playing a game and he sits down. And that is the only time they open up because their focus is elsewhere. They open up their mind and they're playing the game and they're, they're, they're operating unconsciously and they just speak from the heart. And that's, a, that's the time when they speak. So, Stephen playing chess great time to talk going to explore really stretching their emotions give him tasks to do like i take my clients bouldering and i make them cry i don't hurt them i make them angry on purpose in fact i had a boy recently swing from about four meters high and he was so frightened 
and I loved it. Why? Because he was being vulnerable. He cried and I loved it. Why? Because I can see that and I can coach that and I can see that and I can see it in real time and I can help him articulate these feelings that are coming out. So Stephen, stretch your son physically and ask him emotionally, gently and get down on his level. I'm almost positive you do that, buddy. You kneel I down do. and you see eye to eye. Of course you do. Yeah. Get down on his level because, yes, you are yeah. a giant. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Really appreciate it. Um, all right. So I'd like to open it up for questions from others. Um, hey, Stephen. This is Ramon Ray. Hey, Ramon. What's up, Hey, Stephen. I was just curious. And, Dale, what a great session. Stephen, did you go to the school, like, with shirt off mode? Did you go to school and talk to the kids? Did you go to the school and just humbly talk <laughs> to the parents? What version of Stephen, and I'm saying that blessing you and joking with you, Stephen, came to the school to visit his son's other peers? I just wanted to say great session, Stephen. Thanks for having Dale here, man, to help with all of us parents be better parents. But I, I would, I'd be, if I was a little kid, I'd be like, yeah, I want my dad to come to my school too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I'm sort of like the only father that shows up at school. It's, it's all, it's very traditional roles here in Hungary. So, um, when there's issues, I always go to the school and I remember there was a craft day and there was, it's a very small school cause we live in a small village and, uh, there was probably 20 mothers there and me and, uh, all the, all the, all the parents were like, Oh, look at that, a father, a father, a father. So, um, yeah, they're sort of proud of me. Um, but there's something else that I do to reassure, re you know, sort of reassure themselves is that, I say something to them every day, a couple times, and they say it back to me whenever we're on 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 um, FaceTime or whenever we leave or come together. We always say this thing, and and for Sissy, it's I'm strong, sweet, and smart, and always in your heart, yeah. And uh, Max is um, I'm sure, successful, and smart, and always in your heart. And they've they've internalized this to the point now where they love saying it. And I, I think I think that's something that I picked up from another uh, another session that I had with another coach that really reinforces a smile on her face and makes them feel really good. And then we talk about how proud I am of that kind of stuff like that. So I am working consciously on these things. It's really, really important to me. Um, and, you know, the advice you're giving Dale is fantastic. So thank you so much. I do have someone in the room I'd like to ask a question to. And um, her name's Geraldine, known here as Jerry. Um, are you there, Geraldine? Can you speak? Gosh, Stephen, you put me on the spot here. I, I told you I was going to put you on writing what Dale is saying. <laughs> I'm making gonna... notes and you're interrupting my <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well, anyone who knows Jerry, Jerry's from South Africa. Uh, Geraldine's from South Africa. And her and I were a thing back in 2006 together in Germany. That, that, was, that was fun. That was yes. a lot of fun. And that was the time that I still said to you, you must become a speaker. Yeah. You did say that. Do you remember that? Yes. I do remember I that. And I here I am. And here I am. Empowering oh. me still to this day. So <laughs> I know you have children. And we were talking before the session about um, your daughter. Yes. And maybe maybe you want to ask Dale a question about that. Oh, no, it's going to be a long question, Dale. <laughs> DM, happy birthday. So anyway, Dale, um, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. I've been, I think I've got a whole page of notes that I made. You had me in tears as well. And um, I have a daughter that is extremely um, smart. She's intelligent emotionally, um, but very sensitive. She's quite mature for her age. She's 13 years old. She doesn't take shit, especially from her dad. Um, they're not getting on at the moment. Uh, they're clashing the whole time because her dad is very dominant. You know, he's old school. And you're mentioning walk alongside your child, meet them where they're at, identify with what they are doing. Well, he doesn't do that. He is very much... Go outside. Don't be on your phone. Don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, the moment uh, that she wakes up in the morning, he's already on her case. Uh, why did you do this? Why did you do that? I wait for my children to settle in, make a coffee, stuff like that. So she takes everything personally. Um, she's 13, so the hormones are all over the place. Um, she has meltdowns very often but about small little things 
I went and did extreme research about her archetype, her personality. And I know some people will not like this, but I didn't. Um, but I feel that there's a tiny bit of autism as well. And I voiced it, I said it. I think we're sitting with a child that's autistic. But my husband is blocking that and he's saying, no, she's just full of shit and she's just, da, 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 keep on doing that. So I silently went and I got advice. What would happen if I treat her as such, as if she's got autism? And the advice was just to listen, hold her, give her her space. Um, if she wants to be held, do that, but listen. Dale, it changed everything. It changed everything. She sits down with me, we talk for two hours about everything, everything that's private to her. She, she's never opened up to anyone like she did with me. And I'm so happy about that because I want to know what's going on in her life. And it's deep, dark things that when I leave her room, I'm in tears. I'm in absolute tears. She tried to commit suicide. She's, she's gay. She wants to have nothing to do with men. And it's not that she was molested or raped or anything like that. Believe me, I dug deep into her life and she opened up. I read some stuff that she wrote that she gave to me. Mom, read this. Read it. I was encouraging her. I said to her, Robbie, her name is Robin. I call her Robbie. I said to her, Robbie, there's nothing wrong with who you are. I will never judge you for being who you want to be. I will never judge you. She tried to commit suicide before she spoke to me. I, and she told me that day. I went out of the room. After I spoke to her, I stayed calm. I, I left the room and I cried for days. For days. My husband is feeding the problem. I cannot speak to him about it because he's stubborn. And I'm trying my best to fix it. So it's always feeling like I'm fixing things. Dale, what do I do? Well, first of all, you get a giant mic clap of everyone in this room for being so vulnerable. Everybody, come on, give it up for Jerry. Yes. Oh, my days. Thank you. That Thank was you. incredible. Thank you. Ah. You're strong. Wow. Solid. Absolutely solid. And I need to pick you up on something. Jerry, you said you said trying. You're not everything. You're not. You're not trying at all. What's she doing, everybody? She's doing. She's doing. Oh, oh, I'm absolutely blown away with your vulnerability right now, and I just want to say that I love the fact that your child is standing up for herself against one of her cultural architects. Wow. What you've done here, Jerry, you've actually helped her identify her own identity. Children in this world, this is something I found quite a lot recently with my research, that needs a, a contributor to anxiety, depression. Very hostile thoughts is the fact that children don't really have the space or knowledge of how to find out who they are, their identity. And all they need is somebody to listen to, to be all they need is somebody just to just to vent, just to talk without any need to speak or offer their viewpoints. It's absolutely amazing. There's some people on this planet, some children. I think there's two types of children, two types of children. And the first one, the first group of children are dandelions. OK, <laughs> so dandelions are these sorts of children. They can grow anywhere. They can grow on a wall. They can grow on a pavement. They can grow on the grass. They can grow anywhere. And they're strong and they're tough and they can climb a tree and they can fall off and graze their knee and they don't cry. And somebody could call them a poo poo head and they're cool. They're OK. They're good. On the other side of the coin, there are beautiful orchids. This is the other type of children. And we all know orchids, don't we? 
orchids require a certain amount of light intensity. They require a certain amount of moisture in the, in the air. They require a certain amount of soil. They require different parts of the room. They need to be fed at certain times of the day. They need to be um, trimmed or preemed, as it were. But when that happens, when you can cultivate an orchid's environment perfectly, how beautiful do they look? And this sounds exactly, Jerry, what you have done with your beautiful, strong, empowered daughter. You've created a beautiful, glorious space and you've turned her into a stunning, beautiful orchid inside and out, it seems. And I love the way that you have not treated the label. You treated the child. You just sat down and you opened up and she opened up and that's absolutely beautiful and stunning. So, Jerry, can I ask, what, first of all, can you just recognize yourself, please? Can you just, can you just sit down and can you just, can you just look at yourself from a spirituality point of view in the room right now and just see how giving and nurturing and powerful you are? Can we do that, please? Gosh, I'm in tears. Yes. Dale, yes. you are both. <laughs> I'm in tears. Um, you'll have to say that again. That's I've fine. Never, I've, I've, Dale, I've never been given such compliments I've, because as a mom, you are so scared that you, that you, can I just say that word, that you fuck up with your children. I am, on a daily basis, I try and motivate my kids. I'm not in a good space at the, at today. I'm so sorry. I had a chat with Stephen earlier and he was just so gentle with me and, and, um, giving with his time and he created space for me and I, I we hung up and I just had a good cry so this is about to happen again <laughs> anyway um so identifying myself sorry you have to just repeat you're that. okay well, well first of all I just want you to pick up on on who you are you, you said you you just said you're 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 not in a good space now our words you, you must jump into these rooms more often Definitely, I'm sure you are actually, but we, our words are powerful. Mm. Our words have meaning. And if we truly believe those words, they can either project us or protect us and simmer us down. So, so I don't, I don't think you're in a, in a, in a bad space today at all, Jerry. I think you're in a very empowered space because if you were, you wouldn't, you, you'd you. come off the app right now and you just go and you, you would, you would maybe delete the app. You wouldn't have opened up so vulnerably. And can you can you just can you just sit down for a sec and just think how many people in this room and how much that two hundred and seventy five people heard what you I just said. I didn't even look. Oh my god! Two hundred seventy six people. That doesn't tell me that you're having a bad day. That tells me you're having an empowered, challenging, day. <laughs> beautiful day. And that all starts within you. You would not have done that if your heart wasn't beating so furiously for you and your daughter. And you're not just a mom. You're not a mom. You're a beautiful, you. empowered lady who is raising another beautiful, empowered lady. The way that she wants to behave in this world, the way that she wants, what she wants to achieve in this world. So all I'd like you to do is breathe. Nice. That's right. And just slow down time. And just, if you wish, you can close your eyes and just go to your favourite space in the world. And what I'd like you to do is just imagine your daughter as a 25-year-old woman and just see how strong she is. Look at her stance. Look at her power colour. You know her power colour already. She's wearing her power colour. And she's got a beautiful partner. And she's happy. And she's living her purpose. She's living her passion. You created that. You created that. Now, unfortunately, 
or fortunately, sometimes there are some giants on this planet which have got certain amount of experiences in them. Her father is a giant, but guess what? That particular giant had other giants impacting him. And those giants had other giants impacting them. So our brain likes to stick with what's familiar to it. Anything outside of that is very scary. So I believe your husband is operating with a fearful mindset, unfortunately. And that's okay, because there's lessons to be learned here. Seek the lesson. Find the failure. And establish patterns of growth for you. Don't judge. Because when we judge other people, there's a concept in psychology called perception is projection. When we judge other people, we are unconsciously judging ourselves. Your husband is allowed to operate that way, but it's our choice of whether or not we absorb. It's unfortunate. It is. But you are doing such an absolutely incredible... Oh, I'm, I'm blown away with this conversation. I think I'm on the, on the verge of tears, Jerry. That's, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful inside and out. I've been well. crying now. When you were I had to go silence my mic because um, I'm, I'm in absolute tears. I, there's so much more I can tell you, but I think you've, you've given me so much advice. Thank you. It just breaks my heart that a father is, is so, you know, with what he says, it's almost abusive. It's almost abusive. Well, I, I think, um, I think um, if, I can, if I can interject here, I think Dale gave great advice. You know, it's your choice whether or not to absorb I think that's awesome advice there as well. We talked about that before. Thank you very much, Dale. Thank just, you. Just Appreciate don't absorb it. it. Absorb it. Gain your mm -hmm. power back for you and your family. And you take steps that you need to take for you and your family. You don't ask for permission. Right? So, yeah. all right. Jerry, so, so Thanks, you. Jerry, 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 send me a DM in, in Instagram. Mm -hmm. and if you ever want to call, like a video call, like I did with Stephen, it'll be my honor and privilege. So please do that. Thank you so awesome. much, Dale. Thank you. I'm going to do that. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. It. Dale, you're a rock star. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, we got we got about eight minutes left. Before we do, I know Fun, Fun Me wanted to ask a question. I hope you're saying your name right. Fun Me, are you there? Fun Me? She wrote me ask a question. Fun Me? Fun Me? I'm not saying it right. Hi, there we hi. go. Hi, yes. <laughs> I'm here. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dale. Um, Jerry, uh, heart goes out to you. But I have a very quick question. Um, I'm sure many parents can relate to their children um, playing in Roblox, <laughs> the game that's taken the world by storm. And so I have a 10 year old and he, you know, it, it's kind of been a major part of him for so, so long now, especially during the pandemic. So the question I've got, Dale, is that, you know, he's, um, and we, we relocated from the UK, right? So right now we're in Nigeria. And it's really helped him to stay close to his friends. You know, they talk online. My boy knows if these um, kids, for example, they all play together in Roblox. Now, two days ago, he discovered that his account was hacked. And, um, and I didn't realize like how devastating this would be for him. Um, I mean, my initial reaction was, okay, great. <laughs> he won't be on Roblox anymore. But then I realized how much it, it was affecting him, like he was devastated. And I had to come down to his level and really try and understand what was going on. You know, all his friends had been unfriended and he's got, you know, the currency Robux um, that's in there that's been lost. Just so many different things have happened. And then he said to me yesterday, mom, I need therapy. Like I need to talk about this because it's really affecting you. And I don't know how to, um, like how to move on. This is my 10 year old son. So that's my question, Dale, as in like, what as, as a mum, you know, in this situation, um, what, what do I do? Um, and I know that Roblox is something that, you know, so many children are playing, um, and this is a real thing that can happen. What do you do when your kid's account has been hacked and they're devastated about it? Wow. Well, first of all, you need to understand what they are actually growing through. And for me, I know for a fact you already do this. That's the, that's the equivalent of of an adult being hacked and accessing their bank account and then on top of that saying they're not allowed to see their friends anymore and moving jobs to go to another part of the country and and be put in a, in a big big dark room that's so scary your son is relying on that consistency and that certainty and that social element, and that's been robbed from him. Not only that, the currency, something he's worked really hard to do. It's like having an essay 
and having it deleted in front of you. Not only that, some malice person has done that. Oh my gosh. So I know you understand that. My thought, your head was going to, you are so empowered. I love it because I thought you were going to say, how do I get him off it? <laughs> and the answer is don't. You don't do that. You incorporate it into their life by playing outdoor Minecraft or something like that or Roblox. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, we must have this powerful conversation. And I want you to put it into an adult perspective like, like I just did just there. So say that. Oh my gosh! That's if that happened to me as an as an, as your mummy as an adult, this is what it would look like. Oh my gosh! You need to validate his feelings first of all, which I'm sure you already have. I can see you're so upset. I would be upset, and frankly, I am so upset for you. And there's nothing wrong with being upset. First of all, though, let me just raise a little flag just here. How on earth? Have you raised such an incredible, I need to ask you this question, an incredible boy to <laughs> ask for counselling or therapy or mindset coaching? That, that, that age, that, that's very rare. I'm surprised. That's very rare, which is, and it gives me hope because it's not so taboo anymore. The word mental health or mindset isn't so, um, isn't, isn't so much rejected. It's not, there's not a stigma around it. So that's absolutely, absolutely fabulous. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to interject. I know we could go on forever, but there is one more question we're going to get before we shut down the room today. Or sorry, end my segment. We're not shutting down the room before I end my segment. Martin Reed, you had a question. Hey, not sure if you can hear you. You cut. You cut out there, Stephen. Hopefully, you can hear me loud gotcha. and clear. Um, I, I just think it's been an incredible conversation this morning, and. And and I just popped in to remind Dale he still owes me a, a gym session, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's right, brother. <laughs> no, Dale is an amazing uh, guy. Um, you know, known him for some time and we've met in person. I think um, you know, this this conversation is is so needed and on multiple levels, not just um the amazing work that, that Dale does with children, but also as parents, right? And and also as as men. I think, you know, as men we don't necessarily um uh, have groups where we talk to each other about the way that you know the right way and wrong way to sort of parent our kids and um and so these types of conversations are massively helpful um and I also love what you shared Dale about um because uh, I have a six-year-old as well Steve uh, I know you're uh, it's seven but mine, mine's six and uh he <laughs> he's a super intelligent um boy uh, his name's Jackson and and I've done that uh process gone through that process where I've actually actually spoken to him uh when we are sort of reading or doing any kind of schoolwork, and actually said to him well how do you spell that one i don't know and i've noticed that he actually performs way way better when he thinks he's teaching me than when i actually try and teach him so <laughs> i love that you shared that um dale you're creating um, a right no honestly i think um uh there's i i for one um I really uh, would like to, I suppose, to, if I was to frame this as a, quest, as a question, um, some of the key things that you think, I mean, that was one thing that, that definitely stood out to me, but some of the key things as parents that um, we could be doing more of, in your opinion, uh, when it comes to, to our kids, because uh, I think that that would definitely sort of help the room and, and, and also uh, I'd love to hear the, the, the answer to the question as well. Um, I'll pass the mic back to you, Dale. Okay, dude, I'll be quick. Thanks, my friend, Stephen, because we're going to close in one minute, right? So, yeah. show love. Show love. An abundance of love. Number two, show more love. Number three, create yourself a routine for the whole family, if we can. Also, set a few, a few kind of like limits that's set by them. Never feel guilty. Lean on others, have a nice support network. There's plenty of social groups out there. Look at this room, for example. Stay positive and very importantly, live your own life. Because when your child sees you living your own life powerfully, guess what? They're going to absorb that. And guess what? They're going to live their life all powerfully. It's been an absolute honour and privilege being in this room, having the time spent with you amazing people. Stephen, I love you, brother. We're creating something powerful in the background and I can't wait to be a more integrated part of your life. Thank you, everybody. Cheers, Glenn. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Dale. Yeah, true honor to have you here too, brother. Love you too. Um, what Dale's talking about is there's, we've decided to write a humble alpha book on power, empowering children. We're not sure exactly how that's going to look right now, but I think you can all agree that uh, Dale's along those lines of a, of a humble alpha, and uh, it's going to be an awesome book, uh, and will have help change lives even more. So uh, spreading out the humble alpha word through uh, throughout all ages, that's always been the goal of ours. So Thank you all so much. I put Dale's link at the top of the page there. If you guys want to reach out to him, follow him on, on Instagram or wherever, uh, please do. Uh, wealth of knowledge, as you just noticed. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, it's an absolute pleasure of mine. Um, if, if, you have a, if you guys ever need anything or you want a special segment or you have specific requests, drop me a line anywhere on any social media. I'm very, I'm very doxxed, if you will. Everyone knows where I am. So have a fantastic one. And remember that one thing we always say, it's all about... There we go. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.